You are listening to Two Heels in a Face Wrestling Podcast, a podcast where we believe wrestling is a buffet and there's something there for everyone. Make sure you're following us on all social media, such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, under Two Heels and a Face. That's number two, Heels and a Face. Make sure you check out our website, twoheelsandaface.com. <laughs> era, era, two heels and a face. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels and Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, we're doing a little recap of Freelance's last show dead by dawn that was at well depending on where you hear this might be their last or second to last show freelance dead by dawn that happened at the logan square auditorium the return of logan square on october 27th 2023 i went with a bunch of friends we had a blast we had a great time it's kind of becoming our annual hi i bring my friends that are tangent like you know sword wrestling they're they're freelance fans through and through i wouldn't say diehard wrestling fans but they they get the agenda uh before we get into that chris what's up man it's been a bit since we recorded it's been a bit and the bit keeps going chris is not has not been to a wrestling show <laughs> freelance wrestling show it's a bit now we, yeah. the, the plan was like we planned it out we were supposed to both be there um but of course chris forgot his brother was getting married on that day wait so, okay stop right there how do you forget right. that? How does one forget the the your your own flesh and blood? Yes. Uh, it, 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 look, it happened, man. I don't feel proud of it. Um, and I just did. I, I I forgot until like a couple days before. It's like, oh, it's this week. Um, so yeah, and then is when I realized, like, oh wait, it's also a freelance date. So, you know, I did the right thing. I was there oh, for absolutely. my brother. Absolutely. Um, and you know, there, there's there's many shows to come. So we'll see what the future holds. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is, man. And I'm glad to be back. Like we've also, you know, on our end, we've also tried getting episodes out. Things happen here and there. Um, so it is it is a bit of a struggle sometimes, you know, but but we do this because we like it. And what a way to come back, you know, with our special guest today. Yes. Uh, special guest who's been on with us before. He is the owner promoter. Uh, James Russo from Freelance. And you see him too in suspenders, flicking people off. People are flicking him off as well. Uh, um, he's managing Shane Mercer to a ton of victories lately. Uh, but yes, to, to your point, um, we have released an episode. I, it, was, it was YouTube exclusive. And it was actually, we were guests on Pro Wrestling Enforcer. Pro Wrestling Enforcer um, mm-hmm. Uh, report, I believe, Pro Enforcer Report podcast. It's a lot of the key words keep getting added <laughs> into that. Um, and we were, we recorded for his channel. Then he had computer issues, but we and we uploaded a video on our YouTube channel that has his branding. And it was talking about War Wrestling 31, which was actually like a really fun show. And there was some very funny moments in that podcast, some moments that made me laugh out loud, honestly. So Go and check that out on our YouTube channel, Two Years on the Face. But I think since that, before that, the last one we recorded might have been our trivia showdown, Chris, with Stephen Trent, which feels like ages ago. So it's really good to be yeah, back. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a while. Um, and, you know, we have that, you know, long lost episode in between as well. Um, oh, the long lost episode. So that's why it feels longer record. and longer. Yes. You know? so, <laughs> but, but nonetheless, right? So we had Trent and... And Steve from Warrior, Trent from AAW, 
did a trivia, um, you know, contest there. And it was pretty fun, but it was also, it started because who was a guest that appeared the most on our show? Uh, yeah. And I got to say, James is not far behind on that list. I think this is his 16th appearance. I'm going to make a note right now that says Oh, 16th. wow. You have that down. That that was a quick stat to pull out. I, <laughs> I think when I was counting Trent and Steve, uh-huh. I, had, I started counting James, too, because I was like, James, I feel like, has been on this podcast a ton. So I'm going to actually send a note to myself right now that says... Uh, James, let's, 16 let's, appearance. Yeah, why don't you bring him in while we're doing let's bring, that? Let's bring in James. He's been in the green room, and let's bring him in, see how he feels about being on this episode for 16, on this podcast for 16 times. Woo! 16 <laughs> times. But most importantly, I wouldn't have forgot my brother's wedding, so. <laughs> Chris. Chris, hey. you I don't know you I, I would just maybe would have skipped that part but you're you're you have no I, I was too I'm honest man you know like <laughs> okay. I, I did I, I I told them straight up I'm like dude I, I forgot it but you know I was there I I did I did, I did my part so and here's I will my always question. be there mm -hmm. when are we gonna change you to compadre Chuck who me <laughs> oh. no Chris, since he's the one that doesn't show up anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all got to switch names now. <laughs> yes, you are now me, Chris. How's it feel? It, it does not feel good, man. <laughs> not, in the, not, in, not in the sense that, that I'm you, but in the sense that I I, I miss the smell of the LSA. I, I the, smell. <laughs> the smell. The smell. That's yeah, weird. Like, oh, sorry. He was having a son on let alone. I'm sorry. Continue. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was an emotional moment, man. I, I miss going to Logan Square Auditorium. I, I miss going to wrestling shows, you know, and I I just miss it all. I mean, I haven't stopped drinking the beer, right? Like, that, I do yeah. that every day, but. Mm -hmm. um, you and two juice, I'm sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what? I, I talked, I talked to the walls. I talked to the walls in the LSA, and they, they said they miss you, too. See, true story. Well, I don't know what you know. We'll, we'll we'll see when we when I go back there. But for now, you know, the building that show is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, what smells better, the bathroom at the Berwyn Eagles Club or the bathroom at the LSA? Ooh, that is, is that, that is. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'll go to the alley, bro. I don't know. <laughs> alley smells better. When right. I think of wrestling smells, I think of those two places. When you walk into those two rooms, some some kind of smell fills your nostrils. Can't disagree with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, James, I want to say that uh, I know I've been going to a lot more shows recently. Yes, you have. And, and it doesn't go unnoticed. <laughs> and my, I, I, once a year now, I'm paying my penance. Do you know what that my penance is? I bring... Around this time in October, I bring a ton of my friends. So just count every one of those people as a show that I've missed in the past. And I think I'm I think I'm 100 percent now. No, <laughs> no, no, there, there, no. there's a series of years where you didn't appear. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's probably true. It's probably like, what, 2021, maybe coming coming out of coming out of that. Oh, God. Yeah, I think so. But uh, your return to Logan Square, how did it feel to be back in the venue? Oh, since we record at, you know, 1 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, um, it's, 1 <laughs> it's incredible to be back there. 
Um, didn't want to leave in the first place back in April, but they had that residency that took up all of summer. Uh, so, you know, we had some snafus with the place that we were at when we uh-huh. had to leave. And now we're back for the rest of the year. We're back next year. Um, we hammered down our dates for next year for 2024 already. Oh, wow. So, yeah, Logan Square is home for freelance wrestling. That's great to hear. I love that venue. I love that place. Since you're locked in for 2024, uh, season tickets? Uh, is, is that a thing that's determined? Okay. Season tickets. Um, we did them this year. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people ordered them, but I don't know what 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 the story is for next year yet. Uh, I haven't talked it over with the other two powers that be. So um, more than likely we'll have season tickets, but I'm not 100% certain. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, it was it was good to be back, and it's great. I'm glad I uh, brought some friends. I want them to experience that venue. I know Margaret and Margaret and I saw us a couple times at Emporium. Those shows are very fun as well, 100%. I think freelance brings the noise wherever, but if I'm going to bring a crowd, I want it to be at the LSA. That was a lot of the same crowd as last year, too. A couple new people. I I brought the guy who dressed – or the couple that dresses Eddie Greer in China. I don't know if you saw – them in the did you see did you watch the costume contest at all um yeah i watched the whole thing and was screaming hurry up hurry up hurry up hurry up hurry up we only have 10 minutes for intermission so we have to fly through it pretty quickly and wow there was a lot of people that i did not expect to have that many uh compete in the costume contest yeah, it was really good. The uh, the Boston Crab Lady popped the shit out of me. I did not realize at first what she was when, when she was announced as the Boston Crab. So for those who didn't see it, she had like the crabby pinchers, the antennas, and then she wore a Boston Red Sox shirt. So I couldn't figure out what she was at first. And then Val, who was hosting that, announced her as the Boston Crab. And I think I cackled out loud when that happened. So credit to her for her creativity. I believe the Boston Crab is actually a season ticket holder. So, oh wow, <laughs> she she she's a, she. I mean, you could tell her she showed her wrestling knowledge in that moment. Yeah. She showed her wrestling knowledge in that. But but yeah, the three faces of Foley I think ended up tying with someone. They were amazing. The three faces of Foley won. Let's uh, let's be honest. The three faces of Foley won. I and, cheered for them at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, because of their win, they now have uh, for front row tickets to December 9th. Cool. That's awesome. Good for them. You had to give away three instead of one. Uh, <laughs> three, instead of, three instead of two, but you know what? Oh, they so put a lot of effort into what they did. Not, not that the Boston Crab Lady did not as well, but yeah. the crowd was definitely a lot louder for the three faces of Foley. I get it. Um where is the costume Halloween costume battle royal? We want it back. What's where that? Is it? What's you know, that? You oh, know. you want to know where it is? Oh, uh, it's stuck in 2019. What, what? Why? It got lost in 2019, never to be seen from ever again. Chris, can you back me up here? Don't, don't we love love, love that? Yeah, that that was that that hurt a little bit, you know, a lot of it. There's no room on the show for it to have that many people to get dressed up 
to be in a battle royal. <laughs> we have a certain amount of time that we need to fill and a certain amount of time that we can't go over. Otherwise, we get charged. Oh, you get charged. Oh, so it's a money and, thing. I and mean, if you notice when we do it in when we do the 30 man or 30 person in May, it's four matches and then the Royal Rumble Battle mm-hmm. Royal, whatever you want to call it. So if we did something like that again, we're cutting a match or two. Yeah. For just for giggles. But but so, tons very fun giggles. Memorable giggles. Memorable giggles for sure. Memorable giggles for sure. But I get it. Would you prefer would you prefer action packed wrestling or a couple of giggles? Wrestling is a buffet, you know? <laughs> yeah, That's a sure. perfect response. Wrestling's a buffet for sure, but the, the Halloween Battle Royal is something that maybe it'll come back in the future, but right now, not feasible. Okay. Speaking of the matches, though, there was a lot of great matches. I might just skip around here based on, on what I'm feeling. Sure. If you yeah. don't mind. And then Chris, I, I unless there's anywhere you want to start, Chris. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Go for it. Guide us through. You were you were there with the crowd. I was there with the crowd. I was there. Everyone and also you were at sh- the wedding, right? You did you did I make was, it to the wedding? I made it. Okay. <laughs> support supporting his his flesh and blood. Oh, Chris. Chris, do we should we do you know there's a there's a thing that starts with a C, it's called a calendar. You use that, right? I do, I do, I use a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> but not for family events, apparently. apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> not for the familia. Not for the familia. Um, cool. Shane Mercer uh, did defeat Ali Catch. Ali Catch was very over too. Uh, yes. uh, the most over, I think I've, I've, I haven't watched her at like at GCW and stuff. I know. I know people love Ali, but in terms of like freelance crowds, this one I think really, really latched on to her. Um, still, even with, even Allie, Allie can throw her weight around. Um, and she, 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 know, she knows how to use her power. Uh, even with all that Shane Mercer still, I tapped it. I remember my friend on the shoulder. I was like, wait, watch this. This is his finisher. Still does the flipping fall away slam off of the second turnbuckle and Shane Mercer and a guy in suspenders that everyone was yelling at continue their dominance. Do you have any comment on, on Shane Mercer and, and well, his win? Let, let, let's first talk about this match. Um, yeah. This by far, and I, I swear I'm not being biased because of who it was with, but this is one of the best alley catch singles matches I've ever witnessed. And I yeah. had the best seat in the house for it. Um, the, the, the consensus was when we went back to the locker room was that the internet couldn't come for her that night. She gets such a bad rap on the internet okay. for how, how is this girl? How is she so popular and she's trash in the ring? Well, on the twenty seventh, you couldn't say that she was trash in the ring. The match was True. really, really good. Um, but what was your actual question? <laughs> I, I, I wanted. To, I want to speak kindly of Allie because she does 100%. get a lot of crap on the internet, and no one, no one could go after her that night. And if they did, they were one thousand percent incorrect of their assessment of her. Hundred percent. And she came to, she came dressed up as well. I think she was Allie Bat. Who was that? She was a bat. 
Ellie Bat. Okay. She had like gray glitter face paint on too. So I wasn't it, sure. She she was Allie Bat. She came out to kiss from a rose from Batman. Oh, yeah. that's true. Chris, you remember you were there. <laughs> there love, we could talk about some some costume confusion too. Because there was one couple that came to the ring and I was completely I did not understand who or what they were. And then it came to me later. So oh, Lady, La are you referring to Lady <laughs> Jeffy? Yes, Jeffy. Yes, Lady, Lady Latch and Jeffy. Is that their names? It was it was Lady Catch and Jeffy. Lady Catch and Jeffy. Mm, that was yeah. we can we can touch on that. But I wanted to, I wanted you to comment on just Shane's continued run of dominance. Is uh, do you see that? Do you see anyone on this? I know he's he's climbed to the top of the freelance underground. Yes, mountain. Do you see anyone stopping him at freelance? Um, we'll see. I, I, I mean, as is you know his consultant, manager, agent, mm -hmm. his wise man, whatever you want to call me. Of course not. No one can stop Shane Mercer. Uh, but what I do want to say about Shane is that he, while he still does all that power stuff and he still does all the highlight, real kind of stuff. He has definitely switched up his style a bit. Okay. And he's trying to do more character-based stuff, trying to do more just standard wrestling holds. Yeah. Uh, trying to trying to make trying to bring psychology to the you know the yeeting of opponents that he normally does. So Shane right now, I think, is probably putting in the best work of his career in in that aspect of the fact that he's trying to just now, instead of doing just cool shit, he's trying to put it all together to the point where, from start to finish, it tells a story. He's starting to tell stories more than I see. power moves. I see. He's becoming more well-rounded, it seems. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm having an absolute blast being with Shane. Like, seriously. Um, coming back with the other guy brought my love for managing again but yeah. being with shane has really pushed me more towards wanting to do more with it where i'm getting more involved again where i i don't i still don't want it to be about me but i don't mind throwing in my two cents every now and again you're definitely using the middle finger a lot more do you get you feel like you're getting a lot more in return too from the crowd i try not to swear I try not to do the middle <laughs> oh, finger, but there, there's a group of individuals that deserve the middle finger that sit right by the stage at Logan Square. Mm -hmm. They stand right by the men's washroom at Emporium. And uh, that would be Vero and Alexis, Alex. Okay. Uh, they deserve my, my smite, if you will. Mm-hmm. Because I walk out, and the first thing I ever hear from their little section is uh, the F word followed by you, followed by Russo. So a little bit more liberating with the middle finger towards them and just starting to kind of feel what I'm doing as opposed to, okay, this is what I have to do. No, I'm, I'm letting my actual inner feeling project now. Yeah. While still trying not to be the, oh, I'm on a 21 and up show. Let me just drop F-bomb after F-bomb after F-bomb after F-bomb because 
that's the easy way out. No, I want you to listen to what I have to say. I don't want to have to swear for you to give, give me whatever you want to give me. I want you to not like me or love me. More people don't like me than they do love me, but because I'm more intelligent, I'm, I'm better than you. And I'm not going to finish that because that belongs to somebody else. <laughs> uh, you sounded like Homelander there for a second. Do you, do you watch the boys at all? No. Okay. Well, I think that's something you you might like being you know the comic book nerd side of you, but we can maybe is that the is that the guy that's Cody Rhodes on that show? <laughs> he well, uh, maybe there is some similarities there. Now that I'm thinking, lots about of similarities. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, the, yeah. he's the blonde. He's the blonde one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Highlander. Home, what was it? Homelander. Highlander. Homelander. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I need to take a twig for the working man. You're, you're good. You're good. A lot of USA flag representation, too, in both of those people. Um, best work of their career. You said that. That leads me to Coda Hernandez. I, I said I, I said on the Pro Wrestling Enforcer recently, uh, the episode we talked about earlier, that I think Coda is, I use the phrase locked in right now. He's yeah. extremely locked in. And I'm not, I'm not going to say, like, this is his prime or his best because he, I think he can still get better. He comes out confident. So confident. Um, it's thinking of like when he first started like tag teaming with Darius Luttrell, I feel like it, it looks like a night and day individual almost, or like a, a super Saiyan version. Um, but him and Jordan, the work or the work rate was off the charts. So can you comment on that match at all? Carter Hernandez is hitting on all cylinders right now. He's 22 mm -hmm. years old. Um, I always tell him that the moment I realized that he got it was in the worst match I've ever seen him be in. Oh, tell the story. This is interesting. Ooh, if you don't mind. If you don't mind. If he doesn't mind. You, I don't you think you want mind. me to start. I don't want to bury anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, may, maybe talk about. Uh, if you want to go back to episode, the first of the 16 we did, you probably would have got me to drop names, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think you did. I think you did the first time we talked to I'm. I'm I'm too old to drop. That's names, fine. But that's fine. We the, can ask Coda the story again when we pretend to record already. Yeah, you can let Coda. You can let Coda tell the story. But yeah. I, I tell I tell him like I realized that you knew what the hell you were doing in the worst match that you ever had because of all the people that were in it, you were the most selfless. Okay. He he didn't do what he thought was going to get him a reaction or get over with management. He went out there and was like, all right, I'm going to do what I have to do to make this match make as much sense as humanly possible. And I think the only move he did in that was the finish. Okay. Mm. And he just took everybody's stuff prior to that, which is a totally selfless act. Cause he just wanted to get in there, get it, get it in, get it out and move on to the next. So, but code is definitely hitting on all cylinders right now. Um, the stuff with Isaiah, I think, is what solidified it, and as well as that match with Brian Keith. Yeah, but even that, even before that, he was having a good string of matches back to back to back to back. Uh, and then this one with Jordan Oliver was no different. He came up to me, he's like, You're gonna kill me. And I'm like, Why? He's like, You're gonna have to watch and see why. I was like, What are you planning on doing? He's like, I'm not telling you because you're gonna talk me out of it. I was like, whatever. And I just walked away from him. He's like, don't be mad. I'm like, I'm not mad, but don't ever come up to me again and tell me that I'm going to get mad 
or try to talk you out of it and then not tell me. And then not tell you, yeah. Yeah. So, but Jordan Oliver is amazing. He's been he's been hitting on all cylinders for years. And now he's going to England at the beginning of next year for a few months. He's been to Japan. He's worked for New Japan. So you put the young, you put young, dumb, and broke and young, dumb, and hungry together, and it was magic. Was the spot, was the, you're going to kill me, was that have anything with getting your head driven into the hardest part of the ring and then maybe the stage too, I think? Is that what happened? Uh, I'm pretty sure the stage, the, the stage, the dive in the beginning. Um, okay. And any other stupid thing that Coda might have done was probably everything that I would have talked him out of. But I I do prefer not to know everything. So he wasn't wrong for not telling me, but he should have just never mentioned it to me at all. Yeah, it was interesting. It was it was interesting. Um, this match felt it his match with Brian Keith and Emporium still had high work rate, but that one they did a lot. They did a stuff with like the time crisis gun. And like they did some stuff like that that was like it had it had like the right amount of humor and not too much, but all, but also like it was playing to the people around them too, playing to the crowd. This one was just like it felt like maybe he matched Oliver in terms of like okay, I know Oliver can go, so I'm just gonna go. And like like I think there was that early dive like from the jump, they were just going going going. I was like getting tired watching them. I was like I felt myself like exhaling and breathing. I was like. Wow, they are really doing a whole ton of stuff. Uh, but it was, this was the high work. Like I said, wrestling is buffet. This was that type of match. This was the high work rate indie style match. And it seems like he can do anything he wants, depending on the person. He can probably go more goofy if he wanted to, and he can have this style too. So you're right, all cylinders. Yeah. Right uh, now, it's, yeah, right now it's about getting Coda to break out the range of what he could do in the ring. As opposed to just high work rate matches, uh, you'll notice that each match he's had has been a little bit different than the other. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You you uh, put the chair on top of what I was trying to get at. Um, the okay, this is my favorite. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Do you have something you want to yeah. get to? Yeah, no, I was going to ask because one of the matches that I wanted to get to and, and I did not get to see. Was the Brian Keith That's versus August Matthews is is one that that I knew for sure like this is a must watch and I have not got into it. Well, did you know that a third person entered that match? I no, I just I just went by based on the card. Darren Corbin. I, I didn't want to look at no spoilers man. or anything. So, what was well, the, who was the third man? Darren Corbin. Oh, okay. Do you know what happened? Do you know what happened? No, no, I have not. I said I, I didn't want to look at no spoilers. I All wanted right, to watch well, the match. Spoiler but here alert. I am, so I, I do want to know. I want to hear so, your perspective on that. Uh, Darren Corbin is your new freelance legacy champion. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. So, Chris, uh, Darren, I... Corbin, Darren Corbin got the pin over August Matthews. Okay, I can see that happening, but okay, g g give me a little more. So how how does that how does he get inserted into this match? Uh, he, the bell was about to be rung. Darren Corbin walks out, talks about how he doesn't understand how, and you I know this this will make Chris happy. How the Marty Janetti of 
banging match to get the title <laughs> shot before he does. I popped when that happened. Uh, yeah, so did Davy Bang in the balcony. He was laughing because everyone calls him the Martin Nettie of the team. <laughs> and he said, "If anyone has, a, you know, if anyone has a legacy here in freelance, it's him." And that True. if anyone deserved a title okay. shot, it was him. And True. Brian Keith said, screw it, Adam. And he was added to the match. And upset August Matthews to become the new legacy champion. Brian Keith, however, is still undefeated as far as pinfall submissions and mm-hmm. since September of 2021 when he debuted. Oof. That's... Uh, so now I, I have, I mean, now, now I got to see the, the card for the upcoming show, but I'm like, then I see August Matthews, maybe on a, uh, an upcoming match, maybe a rematch. I don't know. Maybe not necessarily a rematch, but leading to that point. There is a rematch on the Emporium show, yep. which technically happens tomorrow. So depending on if you're listening to this early 11. Ah, I see. We have Darren Corbin versus Brian Keith. One on one. One on one. It uh, coincidentally, I I I create I did a social post with a list of all the people that Brian Keith has beat, and then James probably saw that post and said, "Fuck you, Charlie." And then, you know, gave probably gave Corbin the idea. Corbin smartly took advantage of it. Smartly picked the right person to pin instead of going after Brian Keith. And this is just vintage Corbin, I think, and uh, expert vintage Corbin. Now. Depending on the outcome tomorrow night, if Corbin retains, it's a whole new ball game. It's it's a completely different look for the legacy title. The matches that the legacy title will be involved in. Um, Corbin's great in the ring, but he he isn't the same as Brian Keith. Keith is a different style, different attitude, different everything from Darren Corbin. Got mad respect for both of them. Uh, Darren Corbin, I've been watching him since I've been going to indies prior to getting involved in independent wrestling. Mm-hmm. So it'll just be a different look. So sorry to spoil the match that you decided not to watch. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, I'm, I'll still go and, and watch, but um, it was. Yeah, it was, it was for sure. Really I knew that it was match. one that I was excited to see. It was a really good man, a really good triple threat. Um, the whole card was really good because there's actually one match I missed, and I might as well mention it now so we could just not necessarily skip <laughs> over it. I because it was after the one I was involved in, I did not catch Zia Brookside versus Shazley yet. Okay, and that's only and that's only because I am probably the busiest person in the world when it comes to uh independent freelance Chicago wrestling. <laughs> so I just haven't gotten a chance to watch it back yet. Understandable. Um, that one was was very good. Um, and I want to say that, yeah, the women I brought that were in my friend group, were, I think were very appreciative. I think there's women throughout this card. I think that was very noticed by my friend group as well. So I think they appreciated that. And yeah, I know you guys always do that. This isn't something new. But I think a year ago, there was like Laney was out and like there was a couple like weird cancellations and stuff. And we did, there wasn't a ton of representation, but I know you guys always do that. So that, I think that was a fluke. And I think this like, this made up for that. So try, we, we tried very, very, very hard. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the theme, 
the women, female, whatever the PC term is these days, uh, talent got scooped up. AEW signed them. We we have to go back and go, okay, well, all right, who's the up-and-comers? And, I mean, Laney was still around. You still mm-hmm. had Kylie Ray around. But now, you know, Sandra Moon and uh, yeah. Shaz is in the U.S., which is awesome. That's cool. Zaya, Zaya's back, and, and she's living in the U.S., so she's available now. Nice. After that match that Allie had, possibly more Allie catch singles matches. Um, who else? Uh, Rachel Armstrong's up and coming. Alice Crowley's up and coming. Uh, Heather Monroe's been around quite yes. a bit lately. Um, if I'm missing anybody, I apologize. Blair, Please. Blair Onyx, she's she's been gone for a minute. Yeah. Um, we'll see if she if we if we have her back sometime soon. Okay. Um. Queen Aminata, she got hurt. Mm. I'm not sure if she's returned to the ring yet, but we would love to have her back. She got to please come back, Chant. We haven't had her back since, not because we haven't wanted it, her to, but she's she's booked and she's busy and yeah. all that fun stuff. So now, now there's a, the independent pool of women's wrestlers is starting to get a little bit deeper True. to where we could start really – truly bringing in more of the top independent women talent. Yeah. Do you think that someone like Elaney is very close to being signed? I feel like she's right there. I don't know. Yeah. Right now, I feel like there's a kind of a freeze on signing women's talent. Okay. I mean, if you watch AEW... They don't have enough spots for the signed talent that they have right now. Yeah, they don't. And they have AEW and Ring of Honor. Across um, the board, that's men and yeah. women. I feel like the roster is very bloated, yeah. Yeah, NXT has a whole bunch of new women talent. Uh, Raw, SmackDown, they're packed to the gills. There's really, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't work for work for them, so I don't know <laughs> what their, their thought process is, but... Uh, Right now, and, and I mean, Impact. Impact's always had a great women's roster. If if I were Scott Demore and those people, I'd be trying to get Laney. I feel like Laney would benefit more from an Impact signing than anywhere else right now. Okay. As far as wrestling is concerned. Money, different story, but as far as wrestling is concerned, I think Laney would be more beneficial for Impact Wrestling. Yeah. And I know that I'm the, once again, this might, depending on, I think it's still beneficial for the listener to hear this, but the Hyan and Stephen Wolf versus GPA and Laney tomorrow happening eleven mm-hmm. nine at Emporium. That's a match I think we wrote an art a blog about, or like we wrote a blog about like a a couples tournament, and that was those two were in there. So that you're bringing that one to life for us, which I think is really cool. We're trying to do something different with the the title run that Laney and Jeff are having, where it's you're starting to get more of the intergender tag yeah. matches. And I mean, it just so happens uh, intergender tag teams right now are mm-hmm. husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, David Ali and Heather Monroe. Yeah. Um, would have loved to have broken Finley and Billy Starks against them. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, I know what well, we all know. Billy was signed by AEW and I think Brogan might've gotten picked up by WWE. Oh wow! Okay. Um, at least that's you know, 
the rumblings. Yeah. But I'm not 100% certain. Breaking uh, moves. So, breaking moves. So Hyan <laughs> and Stephen Wolf, they're a married couple. Um, trying to think. And then you got Effie and Allie. You know, they're, they're sisters. <laughs> they're, they're close. They're very close friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. I mean, we're definitely always looking for the intergender tag teams because freelance has always been a very big intergender company, whether it's singles matches or a scramble match or a multi-person match. And with Jeff and Laney being the tag team champions right now, uh, intergender is kind of a top priority for us. Yeah. So we're trying to guys, get back into it. I think you guys really do it right. I think there's different ways of looking at men and women sharing a roster, sharing titles and stuff like that. I think you guys have nailed it in terms of like, you really don't have divisions. It's, it's women will wrestle women, but women will wrestle men and women will wrestle men for the same titles. And I think you guys kind of do it the right way where it just all kind of feels like one big group of wrestlers. Um, sir, you pair up certain people with, with specific matches and maybe this one is just a women's match and stuff, but it feels it just feels right to me not having like a women's belt on freelance and just having the women wrestle for the the, the normal belts, the tag belts, the legacy right. belt, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel like you guys do it. In my opinion, there, there's probably a whole we can probably do a whole episode on this, which could be controversial. But in my opinion, I think you guys do do it the, the way that makes the most sense in my head. It's it's been it always gets brought up at least once or twice a year. Yeah. Oh, freelance. You, why don't you have a women's title? Well, you just hit the nail right on the head. Why do we need one? Yeah. Our, our our male, female, non-binary talent all wrestle for every title. Yeah. We don't have to have a gender-specific championship. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that if we were to have a women's title now... Now you have to make that separation. Now you have, you have to, to yeah, you either that. have to make you either have to make the separation or male talent can compete for the women's championship. Or you just don't put a gender on anything and let everybody just go for everything. <laughs> that yeah, like we've been doing. Yeah. And and removing titles aside, right? Like I think you know, Charlie alluded to like it's it's normal for us to see that intergender match, and now we see it on the tag team side without taking away that iconic Sheelance rumble or uh, scramble. True. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Like, where <laughs> we got a, a scramble that. full of women and, and it was perfectly okay. Like, cause that was technically like uh, the most unique, that was technically, I don't want to say a record, but that was a very unique thing that's never happened before. So that deserved to be acknowledged, which is what right. Chris is saying. In the, mm-hmm. the Sheelance yep. scramble, we tried to do at least once a year. Um, it's just that we don't want to just give you we don't want to just give you anybody. We want to give you the best that we could see out there. And we don't want to just bat, backfill a match just to have it. We want to have it because it's going to it's gonna kill in the ring. Yeah. I want to I want to transition into uh, Jeffy and Lady Catch. Okay, so I, I don't know if I just had many, too many Modellos slash High Noons. But I was confused the entire time when Jeff came out in the ring. It, he just seemed like Rick Rude in a wig. I was like, "Why is Jeff <laughs> trying to be Rick Rude?" Because he's doing. And then I'm and then I'm realizing, oh, Effie and Rick Rude, like 
different different people, obviously. But it's almost like Effie's spots can be almost like Rick, like some of his spots, maybe the originality of them probably came from some of Rick Rude's spots where he would he would grind on people and stuff like that. But Jeff, Jeff, yeah, I was confused at first. Maybe, and now that I'm thinking about it, like the jacket, like it, I could see what they were trying to do. But while the match was going on, I was hella confused. Was anyone else like that, or was it just me? Um, I'm not sure about in, in the crowd, but I can tell you from the locker room's perspective, they were laughing. Okay. I mean, they did it. Jeff and Jeff and Laney didn't tell like only a handful of people knew what they were doing. Okay. And <clears throat> Jeff, Jeff did a hell of a job of mimicking Effie. He must've been watching every Effie entrance ever. I mean, he was, <laughs> yeah. he was doing a great job. He was doing a great job of mocking him in the ring too. So, I mean, I got it. And, but the funny part was, and, and this leads into the Rick Rude stuff. He gets there. I'm like, why the hell? What are you yes. trying to be a police? You trying to be a cop? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the mustache. Yes, he had a mustache a too. He's like, um, remember, I'm doing Effie tonight. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. You're gonna be fucking Effie. I completely forgot you were doing that tonight. Okay, cool. I'm like, Bussy's music. He's like, Bussy's music. I was like, okay, just making sure. And I mean, I thought I thought Jeffy was great. I think he was too. I just couldn't get Rick Rude out of my head. I don't. I once again. It was the mustache. It, it was, it was the, mustache. the mustache too. The mustache. And, Je- and Jeff tweeted out. He's like, the best part about having a mustache is like trying to have people. Tr- there, people were coming up to him and trying to be like, "Oh, that looks good," because they were trying. To, even though like he doesn't feel like he believes that they thought it looked good, they were just trying to like help him. You know, that they weren't in on the shtick and they were just trying to kind of get the mustache over. And he was like, no, I'm doing this bit. Like, it's not for real. <laughs> so. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure the day after he uh, shortened it down to match the rest of the year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was a sight to behold. And then there when they were po- I was like, I, it came to me like after the show when I was at the next bar. I was like, oh, wow, I'm just I'm just an idiot. Um, yes. And then the the. Main events. So this was great. I mean, ironically, what about what a what a good person to turn someone? Turn. Yes. What are you talking about? I that, that felt very. I feel like Storm is. What did Storm do differently in the ring that makes you believe that he turned? Well, he got on the mic after, and people started booing him. What did he do to make those people boo him? We started saying, I don't care if you it's he's he's kind of saying that people aren't on his side that they don't want him to be freelance champ and that he's uh they're kind of like sick of his underdog shtick and things like that. Like that's what that's what his people turned on him. The people turned, you turned. I I wanted him to be this way because I think it feels more natural. So you turned on him. He didn't turn on you. For the sake of entertainment. He didn't turn on anybody. Storm Storm Grayson is the same wrestler, the same He put words in my mouth. He put words in my mouth. It, it's not his fault that you all booed him and cheered Effie. What did he do wrong? 
He didn't do anything. That's what I'm, that goes back to my point about this is the first first for best person mm-hmm. for him to face. How do you not cheer for Effie? My my friends that came, I go, you have to see Effie because they didn't see him last year. And then when he came out to Yellow Brick Road, literally everyone looked at me and was like, okay, like I kind of get it. This guy's like iconic. That's what he is. And you put he him against iconic. that's the, you. That is perfectly <laughs> the best word to describe <laughs> Effie is that he is iconic. And you booked him against Storm because you knew that people would boo Storm. No, it was a great matchup. Why? Why wouldn't you want to see Effie try to become freelance champion? It just so happens that he got the match with Storm as the champ, and then the crowd booed Storm and cheered Effie. Storm didn't use a chair. He didn't even use the title. Didn't Effie introduce the title into the match last time I checked? So the person you cheered for, the person you were cheering for brought the illegal object into the ring yet Storm's the bad guy? He's just not as cool as Effie, I think. So I think that's why people were... That, that's a you problem, not a Storm problem. Uh, I so think it don't, was... Uh, don't come with this this turn thing. You turn. <laughs> I think you, you knew. Turned, I think you were in touch. You guys turned you you just like you turned on Jeff. Uh, once again, you put him against Kylie. How do you not like Kylie Ray? He was getting booed against Stevie Fierce. He was getting booed against uh, against Henry. Stevie Fierce. He was he was getting and Stevie Fierce was a bad guy. You cheered the bad guy. Mm, he, he was, was so handsome though. Stevie was <laughs> yeah, he's so handsome. Stevie was playing not by the rules. You cheered for him over GPA. So you're doing you're doing the poor storm what you did the GPA. The only difference is is Storm's being boisterous about it and being like, "What are you doing? Why are you doing this? What did I do to you?" He's acting. Storm got rid of Frank. Storm got rid of Frank and Robert Anthony, and you're booing him after the years of torment those guys brought upon freelance, and you're booing him. I think yeah, because I think Storm's got a lot more. Storm has a lot more personality now, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I what did I tell you last time? You just gotta wait and see what happens. You did say that. I didn't know it was one month away, but you did say you gotta wait and see what happens. Yeah. I think Storm's don't, a lot more interesting now. Don't try to Meltzer this. <laughs> what about Meltzer? <laughs> you just said he turned and no, none of that happened. <laughs> Chris is busting out the trivia sound effects <laughs> on you. You're right free, the freelance payful turned. Maybe, maybe you know what? I think. Tomorrow night, I'm going to come out and I'm going to boo all of you. Because you all turned. You're you're definitely going to throw throw the bird around. You do yeah. that now. Yeah. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I'm too busy being hung up on uh, Davy Bang calling me a carny and having no respect for me. So, so I'm going yes. to da- let Davy gas. I'm going to let Davy gas just marinate on what I have in the tank for him tomorrow night. Yeah, speaking of tomorrow night, yeah, Shane Mercer might make a sacrificial meal out of Davey Bang. We'll see. I hope Sh- I hope Mercer doesn't <laughs> actually drink a Bang. Drink- no, no, Mercer drinks a Bang energy before the match. He gets a hold of that. He's going to uh, – his veins are going to pop out of his skull. because He's it's not a mite. When Shane Mercer – when, not – might not if when but 
Back to Effie and Storm before you try to make Storm out to be the bad guy in all of this. Phenomenal main event. It was. It was. It was. Uh, I got to give you credit on the. I do have my head scratcher moments when I'm trying to be smarky smart and evaluate the show, but I think Effie versus Storm, two people that put on a phenomenal main event and the triple threat, I think just like the synergy of people really worked for those matches. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, not everything's a home run. I'm not going to sit here and say that everything that we, every decision we make is the greatest decision ever, but I definitely believe that the triple threat for the legacy title was a great, I, a, a great idea. It hit, it got mm-hmm. the reaction we were looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, storm storm can only get better by being in the ring with people that are better than him. Whether it be their wrestling, their persona, the way the crowd interacts with them, in order for Storm to get that confidence and, and get better and get out there more, he needs to work with people that are out there more and better than him. Yeah. And Effie's that Effie's that icon that is. So the match made complete sense. And then you all booed Storm after all the good things he's done for you. We're, we we like Storm. We like Storm. We want to see him succeed. I think he could be better succeeding with this little edge he's got now. So that's how I'll say that. We'll see. And, and if I need to boom to bring it out of him, I will boom. I'll I'll flip you the bird if I see you and you're excited. <laughs> that is not someone's text phone going off, by the way. That's, those are our, tri- our trivia sound effects. That, so anytime Chris uh, agrees thought, with something. <laughs> I thought the microwave in your dorm room was <laughs> I wouldn't have a Peloton bike in my dorm room. It does kind of look dormy in here, though. It does. It does. <laughs> Tri- James, wrestling trivia. How do you feel like you would fare in wrestling trivia? Do you want to? Do you want to be on one of those episodes? And sure. Versus someone. Sure. Okay. Who I, do you want to? I am who? a. I'm a wealth full of dumb knowledge when it comes to wrestling. So, absolutely. Okay. What would be some of your categories? Your your best categories, I think. Whatever. I mean, like, are you? Were you? What is your knowledge lie? Like a one promotion, one kind of type of across the board. I, I really, wow, I, wow, I, wow. I'm that sad of a wrestling fan that I, feel like <laughs> I, I, I have a pretty good knowledge of the history and what's happened. Okay. Okay. And if Chris, someone knows you said it. me, great. I welcome it because I can't be better if I'm going against myself or less. Oh, you're you're the Storm Grayson of wrestling. I'm the Storm trivia. Grayson. <laughs> Storm Grayson of wrestling trivia. Okay. Well, um, then yes. you can boo me too. I'd love to. I'd love, I'd love to again. Um, yes. Um, pro. Oh no, what's it called? Um, freelance wrestling bumps. Freelance bumps. At Emporium. Ooh, can I? Can we talk real quick about the artwork on this one? When I saw the poster, I like nostalgia. Um, I yeah. was a huge, never owned the N64, but I would do, you know, several hours of NFL Blitz uh, over my friend's house playing N64. And when I saw this, I was like, that is fucking awesome. Gorilla Publishing uh, drew that for us. So, uh, they, they are 
they are the ones that have been working on our important posters has been gorilla publishing and then curtain jerker always does all of our match graphics he puts the the final touches on the yeah. information on there but all of the artwork uh for this one and all the other emporium ones that are drawn have been gorilla publishing i love it yes the and then the 64 box cover yeah it looks like the blitz logo uh james probably grew up getting his tail kicked at uh at blitz uh, at the arcades it's okay it's okay james so don't worry about that we won't, we won't get Here, into that but never have played blitz never played I was a Madden guy. I like real football. I don't like <laughs> arcade football. Okay. Okay. Real football? You mean like FIFA? Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, American oh. football, sir. Not <laughs> football. American football. football. NFL? <laughs> yeah. You probably don't. You, you, you're probably a Bears fan, so you probably don't watch the NFL, do you? Begrudgingly. Uh, when, when I played, when I played Blitz. <laughs> For whatever reason, at that point, uh, I was playing with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Oh, then you're really. I had no idea what was going on. I just, I just went into play. Yeah, I've watched every Bears game this year, but we won't get into that. My uh, condolences. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. I mean, you did have your Super Bowl recently. I said congrats to that in the past, but your, I don't think your record is that much better than us right now. Maybe one win more. Um, three and four. Yeah, we're two and we're two and six. So, ooh, two and six. <laughs> that could do one more win. Hey, as many wins as you. Hey, my team realized that the uh, quarterback isn't necessarily playing all that great, and they put him on the bench. They didn't wait for him to get hurt. Well, he he got hurt. Yeah, that was he may have got hurt, made it being making it dumbest. He was actually playing better, and then he got hurt. But yeah, those first yeah, his game okay. against Tampa wasn't fantastic. Um, now, who won that game? Tampa, Tampa right? Tampa okay, just making sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but at the Emporium on eleven nine, if you're listening to this, that show also will be on IWTV, right? Too. This is a canonical. Yeah, show, right? it will not be live though on IWTV. It'll okay. broadcast at another date. Um, Beyond Wrestling, Wrestle Open usually dominates Thursday nights on IWTV. So instead of uh, instead of that, we uh, go to a different day to premiere our, our show. So the only way to see it live is to physically be in the building. Otherwise, you're waiting a few days, maybe a week, who knows, before you actually get to see the event. Okay. Um, and then FreelanceWrestling.com for tickets? FreelanceWrestling.com for tickets, yes. Really quickly, Dan the Dad versus Craig Mitchell, which is actually a follow up to the scramble, which we we didn't. It was actually did not cover the scramble. When you went to the main event, I was just like, oh, apparently the scramble wasn't good. (laughs) The scramble. This uh, there was a video that uh, Cheap Heat Spot Fest. I think that's the. You know the the guy who does all the videos. He does awesome videos. Awesome videos. Mm -hmm. Glad to have him on board. Um, I believe his name's Nathan. Nathan. Glad to have him on board uh, doing all that stuff for us now. And some of the stuff that he captures is absolutely amazing. Um, not, to, not to toot my own horn, but uh, the compilation video that he made of Shane that I am very, very much in uh, got noticed by uh, one El Segundo Brewing Company's uh, Steve Austin. 
Hell yeah. And he liked the video and it's definitely him. It had the blue check mark and everything. Uh, and rumor has it that he is very active on his Instagram, and that's actually him who, who, if something's liked by his account, it's actually him liking it. Uh, so his videos are being seen by people, you know, legends. And um, <clears throat> he's there every show. He 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 he's there for us. He's super nice. This this guy, the way I met this guy was was at one of the second city summit shows uh the first one that we were all at and it was hotter than the hell that weekend in the building and he just walked up to the table we were sitting at. And i was like do you guys want a fan i was like do you mean like a like a table fan he's like yeah i i have a couple in my car do you would you like to use one for the weekend i was like uh yeah absolutely sure he brought it in friday night he left it with us and took it home on sunday after brunch so he, he's an incredible human being as well as a master at capturing footage. Yeah, that the the probably the 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 scramble was nuts. Of, of course it always is. Darius Atrell did a did a dive uh like a, a senton or a somersault off through uh, off the top rope. And his feet, his gigantic feet, Darius Atrell, just thumped like the, the steps down from the stage. And then mm-hmm. the way that I was across the way from Nathan and the way that he was filming it, you see my entire group of friends go like this. Like they all cover their mouth and they're all like looking. And then there's like a four second pause. And then Darius just pops up and he's like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I was I was behind the curtains and all I heard was the giant thump. And I said, oh, no, who hurt now? <laughs> and then I heard crowd erupt and i was like oh, whoever it was just probably got up off the ground okay everything's fine only to come and find out that it was the giant uh <laughs> and i'm like are you good man he's like yeah i'm fine he's like i got thick heels i was like <laughs> thick heels shoes yeah my shoes i was like okay i wasn't sure if you were talking about like on your feet because that's weird if you had thick heels <laughs> <laughs> it's everyone caught the front part of him but like his legs like his his torso and his head, everything was caught nicely, but his legs just kept going, and because he's so long, his he's legs six, just, eight. just nailed That's the legit. steps. Yeah, <laughs> he is six foot eight inches tall. That is his legitimate height, not some made up wrestling height. So, yeah, thank thank God that they caught the important part of his body, and that he's got thick heels on his uh, on his shoes to <laughs> absorb the uh, big impact. You know what they say about thick heels. No, what did they say? <laughs> they do that. I don't know. They say they absorb impact really well. That's what they yeah, say. They could. Yeah. Yeah. Nike shocks. Yep. Uh, Dan and Dad versus Craig. Shane Mercer versus Davey Bang, which we talked about. A scramble involving Chico, Coda, the return of Alfonso Gonzalez, August, Robbie Reeves, and Reagan Lydale. You put uh, you wrestling put, academy scramble. <laughs> you but like all these people are like really good friends. They are going to have the time of their lives in this. They might do some weird shit in this one. And the winner gets a freelance legacy championship match on December 9th. Awesome. I love it. Um Shaza versus Isaiah. Interesting. Three years in the making. Okay. Was that, that supposed to happen actually- before? That was supposed to happen at Church Street, 
Yeah, I remember in that. March Artesca. of 2020. Wow. And the show got canceled the week before due oh, to COVID. Yeah, something like that. That, that was yeah, that was the first show that got canceled, right? Like the, poor Shaz the flew to the US yeah. and had to fly right back to Australia. I'm glad she's getting her redemption run. That's great. Um hi, I'm s- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what a better way to make this a cage match, right? Cage match. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> all right. All right just, we'll just do it when you decide to come out of your hole and show up again. Oh, Ooh, okay. uh, I was trying to keep that to the end, but I might show up tomorrow. Oh, see, damn. See, you, see you in 2026. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> hey, who had to deal with this for how long before he finally showed up and tried to get some uh, redeeming points? <laughs> and now he's coming every show. Yeah. I mean, now you're making shows closer to his house. That's why they're so close. <laughs> they're so close. I'm so spoiled. Hold on. <laughs> Joliet's not too far from. Oh yeah, where you're at. It's just a straight shot down eighty. Yeah, that that is true. Speaking of, so oh, and it's all ages, and you have a brood of children. Wow, <laughs> a brood. Um, maybe we'll see. My excuse is that I want to go to wrestling shows by myself. Like, kids can stay at home. Like, I got to get away. This <laughs> is escape. This is escape. Yes. Uh, but, you know, eventually they'll, they'll start joining. Uh, but for now, um, at least tomorrow's show, free last bumps. Oh, I'm, I'm trying. All right. I'm trying. Don't even say it. Don't break <laughs> no, no. The expectation is there now, Chris, so watch <laughs> out. Um, Hyon and Stephen Wolf versus JPGB and Lady Luck. Darren Corbin versus Brian Keith for a rematch of three on seconds title. And then Storm versus the drama king, Matt Raywalt, formerly known as Aiden English. And, yeah, I mean, he gets – he continuing the theme of, of wrestling some of the people with the most experience only to make him better. So yeah. makes sense. Uh, and then on zero, zero Thanksgiving on eleven eighteen, a freelance underground show at the in Joliet, the Kentigny Post, three sixty seven VFW. Yeah, that's also a thing. Yep. Yep. No, is this the same venue that you've been running out of uh, in Joliet? Yeah. In Joliet. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And when I saw Horseshoe, I'm like, Horseshoe Casino. Wait, let me take a double take. No. No. <laughs> Although that would be really cool to run at the Horseshoe Casino. Hey, 2024. Here we come. Who knows? Maybe. Never say never, right? <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, that's all. Do you have any other final points? That's all I have. I really enjoyed uh, the last show, James. So hopefully Chris can experience tomorrow and go to show and uh, do the same. Let's hope so. Oh, I... Let's close out with one last question for James. Uh, okay. James, so because I have not been at shows, looking at social media, and I see sellout after sellout, like how do you feel of all the work that you've put in and taken over responsibilities on the freelance side, overall umbrella underground or freelance wrestling? How do you feel about like coming back after pandemic and the ups and downs or whatnot? But you're back at sellouts everywhere you go like how does that feel for you for all the effort that you've put in it 
is disappointing when we don't sell out now because of all of that. Um, mm-hmm. Especially the string of sellouts that we had at the end of 2022 going into 2023 and then not being able to stay and have to leave where those sellouts were happening and then mm-hmm. not being able to find that sellout magic at the other venues in the process it it, it sucked for it, for me it definitely sucked because of how much time and effort and you know everything i'm i i'm me once again just speaking for me me personally that i put into freelance every day there's it, it, whether it's the social media or contacting talent or booking the flights or booking hotels or whatnot what have you it, if if we don't sell out it's disappointing uh-huh. to me because of the amount of effort and then i mean of the team you might the the the, the the individuals that work with us deserve those sellouts too. And this last show, <clears throat> this last show was by far a team effort to sell it out. I, I can't tell you one person that wasn't busting their ass on social media to make sure it sold out. It was very apparent that not only were we happy to be back there, but the talent was actually happy to be back at LSA too. So yeah, if, if it doesn't sell out, it, it's demoralizing. And then you go back and you go, okay, well, why didn't it sell out? And then you have to try to figure that out, make adjustments so that the next one does sell out. Like I said, LSA is our home. It's been freelance's home. And it's where the money is. It's where the people are. So we hope to continue to sell out Logan Squaratorium. We hope that the fans like what we're continuing to do. If you don't like something... Don't be one of those jerks on the internet that tries to bury it. Actually, come to us. Be like, this is what happened at this show. I was not a fan of, and and give us legitimate reason why. Why you didn't like it? We appreciate any kind of feedback. Just make it to us. Don't make it to the public. Unless it's great, then by all means, tell the public. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Especially with how toxic social media could be at times. Yeah. Yeah. No, you guys are doing a fantastic job. So I know you're, I don't want you to put too much pressure on yourself, but you know, you said the standard goes up, you're setting that, you know, you can, you can get to that point where you are selling out, but uh, you guys do, even on, even on shows you don't, I feel like you guys always, you stay true to who freelance is and you always bring what I I expect out of a freelance show. So I think you guys are doing great. And that's the most important thing is then to not necessarily stray away from what we are, what we've been since 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, try to stay genuine, stay true to the to the original original mission statement of what the company was supposed to be, and try to be different than all of the other indie companies in the Chicagoland area and even across the country. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think there's another. There are other promotions that run there, but I don't know if there's another promotion that runs there at that venue and does it like you do. And I think that I think 100% you guys have your own flavor. So, and that's why I bring people to the shows because I feel like they will like they will like this part of the buffet line of wrestling. So. 
Thank you. All right. With that being said, now you're going to be put on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Call this freelance gray. (laughs) I got to. It wasn't this gray three years ago. We might have footage of you. We can maybe confirm that. Uh, I got a couple James patches going on, but getting there. Just for men, you know. Really? Do you use that? No, no, no. No, you look you look distinguished and you're grizzled looking fat, Gray. I look old. All right, James. uh, Let us know the social media handles. Where can people find you? Um, Uh, Let's see. Uh, at freelance w r e s on Twitter, uh, freelance wrestling on YouTube, freelance wrestling on Instagram, and I believe freelance wrestling on Facebook as well. Uh, underground side is freelance Jesus U N D R G R D G N D. I can't even remember it. Uh, freelance underground on facebook freelance underground on instagram and freelance underground on youtube and then that crazy misspelling of underground on uh on twitter <laughs> or x whatever you want to call it these days right. maybe maybe james versus what about james versus gpa wrestling trivia oh i know more than jeff i know more than jeff you think you, Jeff? Who, who would you, you feel as a challenge for us, you? If you want to have us do the trivia, put me up against two juice. That one could be interesting. Marty versus Sean. Or Depending Sean on who Marty. you're calling Sean in this instance. <laughs> we, we, we for might the have title bring, of Sean. We might have to dust off the mics and bring that into a in-person recording there. Oh, man. And then just yeah. strap ourselves to a four-hour episode. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> three, three and a half parter. Yes. <laughs> Jimmy D reached out and he's like, he really liked our trivia episode. So I think we're very going to do some more. So yeah. Well, I, I would love to compete against Jimmy D. That might be something. Oh, that would be fun. Love Jimmy D. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll marinate on this, but yeah, I think we'll have you on soon to do some of that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Thank you, James. Uh, you know, we'll definitely see you on the 17th appearance uh, sometime soon. Uh, but as far as Two Heels in a Face goes, you can, you know, find all the episodes at twoheelsinaface.com, social media, Twitter, or X, Facebook, Instagram. Everything is Two Heels, number Two Heels and a Face. Um, and that is it for us. Make sure you hashtag Viva La Chico. Viva La Chico. Right. <laughs> Don't shake your head, James. Viva La Chico. He's the underground independent champion, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. There you proud go. Of that, proud of that idiot. I recognize. <laughs>